You're listening to the Legendarium Blue Team. Welcome. You have chosen wisely. Please go to patreon.com slash legendarium to support the show. I just want you to know the only episode I've ever watched on the 80s version, it was on a date with a guy who kind of had a smile like the Grinch. It's a whole story. <laughs> oh, no. He, wow. uh, he forgot later that we had been on a date. So. Oh, my. Oh, wow. My watching oh, Battlestar wow. Galactica with him was all for naught. <laughs> And welcome to the Legendarium. We are the blue team. And boy, do we have things to talk about today. And even if we didn't, we just are excited that we are all in the same spot. <laughs> I don't actually know what we're talking about, so I'm excited <laughs> to find out with you. Well, uh, hopefully this will be something that everybody will enjoy almost as much as Meg today. Uh, yeah. We have had, uh, in, in, in looking back over 2020, this has been an absolutely, what was that? That was, who's on the team today? Oh, 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 sometimes. You can tell it's been a while since I've been in front of a microphone, can't you? Megan's on it. (laughs) Megan's on the team. Megan should just jump in and say, wait a minute, before we go any further, Todd, I'm going to take care of this. I am playing secretary. (laughs) Who's on the the team today, Todd? And then let's go into what we're talking about. Thanks for asking, Megan. Uh, (laughs) Megan, Ken, and I are here on the podcast today. This is the original blue team. Yes, the deep, dark blue the team. Full blue. Oh blue. wow, yeah, about as blue as Midnight you can get. Midnight blue. Uh, how many blue jokes can we make? Let's save that for later. No more, because Craig is staring at us with Awkward. daggers. Yeah, we do have Craig in the room, and so we're gonna try and maintain some sense of decorum and like almost behave. Yeah, okay, done with that. So uh, today, as we talk, uh, we were looking at we were looking back on 2020, yep. and uh, I don't know about all of you, but as I thought about 2020, I think about 2020 in three different slices. I think about all the things that everybody went through in 2020 on the planet Mm -hmm. with the pandemic and with uh, elections and with all of that kind of stuff. And quite frankly, I took all of that. And if it had been a piece of paper, I would have wadded it up, put it on fire and then thrown the ashes out the window because I don't want to think about those (laughs) anymore. I'm super impressed, though, at the idea of you setting something on on fire in your hands Mm -hmm. and then throwing it. Right. Well, Todd's hardcore, y'all. Let me let that, me just say I've been Denarian power, right? I've been yes. studying all kinds of magics, right? <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, because the second part of 2020 that I've been thinking about is how much material we covered as a team this year. Jeez, we yeah. did. we I, I in fact I I think as I look back on this year, this was easily well, okay, maybe not. Oh, wait. Let me just jump in and say, from my perspective, and I'm, I'm being utterly sincere here, the blue team carried the legendarium for 2020. Aww. That's just a fact. You're very kind. So, yeah, we're super happy to have you guys doing what you're doing, for sure. Yeah. Well, we were super happy to be doing it. Uh, I'm Thanks glad. for having us back. I'm glad Craig said it, because I was thinking it. <laughs> well, it sure, validates there, it. there might have been one or two people out there thinking it, too. Um, but it, it felt very much, I remember... Uh, it, it kept our sanity. I, I, yeah. For me, it did. For me, it certainly did. Uh, but it also felt like this was this was the year that we covered or at least it felt like we were covering nearly as much as when we were 
as a as a podcast in the early stages thinking about taking on Wheel of Time mm-hmm. and doing that for an entire year. It, it felt like because we were bouncing back and forth between two series and both of them just huge epic pieces to say nothing of some of the stuff that we did in between. Yeah. yeah. We covered some huge, huge ground. And I got to give a shout out to Stephanie for uh, stepping in for The Expanse when I got overwhelmed. I was really grateful that oh, she yeah. wanted to read those and talk about them with you guys. Well, and The Expanse is certainly yeah. a huge, overwhelming thing. That's what I hear. We've, uh, and we had a lot of fun with it. And oh, yeah. I don't think I'm done. I don't know if we're done, but I know I'm not done. I want to go back and watch, and, yeah. and or not watch, but I want to read the rest of but, it. But Stephanie is done. <laughs> so, there's a reason we didn't get to book six although i did read book six yeah it, we, and it, i'm glad that i continued on with the series and now with book nine coming out and it's supposed to conclude the series who knows maybe maybe it's maybe an option we try to talk her into doing the last three books maybe it's an option but maybe not 2021 uh maybe what not. what we want to do today and hopefully this is useful for all of you as well is we kind of wanted to do a little bit of a recap of what we've gone through this year uh, from a legendary perspective, there are, I, I said that there were three things that I'd sliced my year into. One of them was the year in general. One of them was everything we've done here on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And the other one is everything else that I have done from work and theater and, and all of those other pieces that nobody wants to talk about. It's a lot of stuff. <laughs> Least of all yeah. me, uh, because I still have two more weeks before classes start again. <laughs> so I don't want to think too much. Don't think about it. Uh, instead, I, I want to have a little bit of fun talking about what we went through, what some of our big moments were from last year, what some of the big, maybe big reveals or uh, major moments for us individually as we were working through some of our material and then maybe talk a little bit about where we might think about going in 2021. So if if you are following along, we'll probably spoil just about everything that we have done. <laughs> Meaning Dresden Files spoilers throughout. Oh, Dresden Files spoilers, Expanse spoilers. Uh, Expanse spoilers. My highlight of 2020, by the way, from a podcast perspective was having an interview with Jim Butcher and having him break news yeah. on our podcast. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. Wasn't was it? the coolest thing that we, we got him to uh, talk about this new book that he's going to do. And so it threw everything up in the air <laughs> in terms of, of people in the world planning out there. Oh, mirror mirrors next and blah, blah, blah. And stuff. And it's like, Oh, I'm going to throw another book in there. I wonder if his publisher was like, uh, Jim, we need to talk about the interviews you do from now on. <laughs> <laughs> Megan, you looked like you were know. about to say something before Ken jumped in. I'm so oh, sorry. Oh, no, I that was my it. same question. I'm like, are there going to be spoilers? Should people who care about Dresden Files and Expand spoilers stop listening now? Like, I wondered if that was something we should wait to do at the end of the episode. So, like, no, I think- it doesn't matter. I, I think we just tell everybody, look, if you have not already checked out The Expanse, if you haven't already checked out everything that we've done for Dresden Files... You probably either either you yeah. want to stop now, yeah, uh, or just accept the fact that you're probably going to hear stray things along the way that you're going to go what what uh, yeah. what? And yeah. I just want to make it clear. I think I I don't know. Do you all know how I feel about spoilers? That I'm very anti spoilers most of the time. I don't care about expand spoilers. So go ahead and do that. Ah. I, uh, <laughs> all right. I really think that you would enjoy the expanse. By the way, I believe it. I'm just, I don't know when I'll get a chance to read them. So go ahead and talk to your heart's well, content. And, and I will say this. One of the things that, because I, I really, really loved The Expanse. Good. 
um, digging into it, partly because as and as I'm, I'm sure many of our listeners will have heard me say this over and over again, especially if you were with us on The Expanse. I love the fact that with The Expanse, science drove the fiction. Mm-hmm. It was not a space. I love space opera. I love Star Wars. Uh, I was just watching Battlestar Galactica before I was coming over here. I need to rewatch that. Oh, my goodness. You do need. I'm watching both Battlestar Galacticas, the 1978 and the 2000s reboot. I'm watching them side by side. Wow. (laughs) Oh, wow. Weird. It's it's a little bit. It's a little bit trippy sometimes, but I'm really having a good time. I love part of Todd's regular life. He doesn't mind talking about. Yeah. Yeah, Well, you know, it's just kind of the way (laughs) that things go. I love Um, the original. We can talk about why later. It's not something that needs to come up. on. Maybe we will someday. I oh, think that would should. be. I well, think that not? would be a really good topic. Hey, for 2021, let's do a riff tracks on Battlestar Galactica, guys. I'm writing down BSG on riff the 80s tracks. version. Oh yeah, no, it can be no, the- no, no. That's fine. I just want you to know the only episode I've ever watched on the 80s version. It was on a date with a guy who kind of had a smile like the Grinch. It's a whole story. <laughs> oh, no. Anyway. Yeah, wow. uh, he forgot later that we had been on a date. So, oh my, oh, wow. my watching oh, Battlestar wow. Galactica with him was all for naught. <laughs> right. Which, which I'm sure he was disappointed about. You're too. welcome for that very useless story. Anyway, I don't think it was useless. I think it's delightful. I'm going to use that at some point in time. <laughs> sometimes being a nerd comes in handy, and sometimes it just doesn't do anything for me, you guys. So, as as we talk about as as we talked about the expanse, the idea that um, that the science drove the fiction was a, a, a huge piece for me. I, I I thrilled at it. I delighted in it. And and I thought it made uh, it it made the 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 stories that we were going through in conjunction with that really really compelling. But 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 nine books, <laughs> and how many of them were published? Eight. And I still have to wait. I, oh man! Uh, so reading Oathbreaker, uh, re- reading <laughs> Oathbringer. Uh, which now I'm in the middle of Rhythm of War and really loving that. Good. Uh, getting ready for something that's coming up. Yes. But r- reading that, reading uh, at the beginning of the year, you remember we did um, Starsight. Oh, yeah. And we had some... Fa- oh, yeah, we had. We, we did, did Starsight. Who was on that with us? Uh, Ryan. Was it Ryan? Oh, it was Ryan. Yeah. 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 And um, uh, again, an unfinished series. So that's two unfinished series. Then we picked up The Expanse. Oh, that's right. A third unfinished series. <laughs> and then and then we've got Dresden. That's a fourth unfinished series. I, I, I'm, I'm how unsatisfied like, are you guys right now? Uh, and that's <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Twenty twenty. Um, yeah. Twenty twenty. The year of Never I've been mind. spending way too much time by myself, y'all. <laughs> that that doesn't even include two books that I would like to consider getting into in 2021 ready player two yeah and the the uh red rising the second red rising trilogy which is not finished yet uh iron gold yeah was that was that iron gold dark age and whatever number three is going to be yep iron gold popped up on my reading list and said hey we think you'd like that and i looked at it and said hey i think i'd like it too (laughs) if it was done right (laughs) I'm not sure how much I want to jump into another book. Un- six is supposed series. to be out in the tail end of 2021, though. 
So if it comes out, maybe we consider that. So that's something we could start like in the summer. Yeah. Yeah. Very likely. That's possibility. I just I I brought in a few book series that I thought oh I we know we haven't talked about this outside of the mics. So I mean people get to hear our brainstorming session recorded for the world, I guess. But Yeah, I brought in a couple of one off books that I like I don't really want to get into a huge series right now. Like let's not do another ten book series, but um, I have a couple of one-offs. We haven't read any Michael Crichton, and I have one oh, called Prey. Well, we, we did. That looks what? We read Sphere as our as part of our uh, year of science fiction. It was before your time. All right, I'm a um, little baby who there, has only been on the podcast for six years. But, but there's but <laughs> <laughs> Megan is slinging them today. She's been alone. She she's been, she's been away from people a little bit too much lately. So long. <laughs> Uh, Sorry, I shouldn't be in public. There's plenty of Michael Crichton to go around. I know. Okay. I'm writing that one down, too. Um, Pray. I I think uh, I remember checking that out at one point in time and saying to myself, this looks really fun, but the kind of fun that I will not share with my children necessarily, Uh, at least until they get older. So I don't know. They're older now. I mean, back at the time, they were like, you know, 12 and... 12 and younger and I was like I don't know how much I want to share is it that. the last no. Dune book because I... <laughs> I don't recommend you share that with your kids uh, so my daughter has read the last Dune book and she pulled me aside and she said dad I said we can't talk about this in front of your mother let's go to a different location and then she said another room in the house I said no a different location we're going to have to talk about this when we go out to lunch sometime yeah my wife is not. Yeah. I love the idea of you talking about that in the middle of some busy restaurant and people just walking past going, what? Oh, what yeah. Is- no, I'm, I'm fully looking forward to that. I'm very comfortable with awkward conversations in front of strangers. It's just my wife that I struggle with. I support that. <laughs> so let me ask this. If there was, if you could pick one moment in the Dresden Files, because we, I mean, we didn't read it all this year, but we we crushed through mm-hmm. a, a large portion of it during this year. If there was one part of the Dresden series that you could say, wow, that was just absolutely worth all the time and all the all the lead up, what would it be? For me, it was Butters grabbing the hilt of Fidelacius and it turning into a light sword. <laughs> that was one of the coolest things. Like, it was so fun seeing the way that character developed throughout all of those books and like you just having that heart crushing moment where Murphy broke the sword and realizing that it wasn't done and it was still useful. And all of a sudden it became a form that butters knew how to handle. Um, and it's just kind of the next day step in his progression. And also um, Harry's relationship with the Knights of the cross. Mm. Yeah. I just, I just thought that was such an amazing moment. It was a fantastic tragedy into triumph moment too. Yes. Really just boom, boom. Oh my all gosh. Of a sudden. Mine was in the grand scheme of 17 books, or as I like to call it, 15 and two halves books. Uh, <laughs> You're just never going to let that go. Are you? I'm really not. That's the, that's the hill I'll die on. <laughs> in the grand scheme of 17 books, it's kind of a minor, minor is relative, a, a smaller moment than the, the big uh, grand explodey ones. But it was at the end of Small Favor when Michael takes the gunfire, takes the uh, oh, takes the assault yeah. rifle fire, and it totally retires him forcefully from being a Knight of the Cross. Broke my heart. 
Yeah. Oh, that was my that was my heart crushing moment because you guys know. I mean, Michael's Michael's my guy. You yeah. know, he's if there's any character in any book that I wish I could be, you know. Except um, for the fact that you're about a foot shorter and about seventy pounds lighter, you didn't have to I say think that. Of you as just uh, exactly what Michael would oh, be. I wish. Oh I yeah, wish. I could. Yeah, I'm. I'm with you there. A I foot agree. shorter, seventy pounds. I think all of a sudden Ken looks like Michael. I really do. Yeah. Uh, I I will appreciate that, but I uh, <laughs> now now I'm speechless. No, Ken I, speechless. I, hmm. I don't. I don't think I could measure up physically or otherwise. But but yeah, Michael is is one of the best. Slightly archetypical yeah. characters, you know. He's a little bit. He's a little bit. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> he is the uncle that everybody wishes they had. Yeah, pretty much. But uh, <laughs> be that as it may, he's one of my favorite characters. I just think he espouses all the goodness that you could want, and and so when I saw him taken down like that, it's just uh, that broke me a little bit. And as and as Senseless. powerful as that moment was, and as heartbreaking as that moment was. I've loved the way that Jim Butcher has found a way to keep him very relevant and still very useful to the entire series. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, it's been it's it's been interesting imbuing him with the power of an archangel for a period of time and allowing him to come back and and do a little bit more butt kicking in the old Michael style. Right. Uh, but he also is doing a lot with the coaching of Butters. Yes. And, oh, yeah. and training butters on how to be a knight. I mean, how often do you get to learn how to be a knight from a knight? Like, that's, that's pretty true. darn cool. Usually, yeah, usually they're... Usually the knights die, and yeah, so they have to be replaced. Usually their position changes because of, of, yeah, death, so... And the fact that Michael can then be um, a foster dad for Mo uh, Maggie. Maggie, yeah. And yeah. help to take care of her and help um, Maggie to have the family that Harry never had. Um, and Harry, like, obviously he is her dad and he's very much a presence in her life and he very much wants to be her dad, but knowing that there's a place where she can go and be safe and have brothers and sisters and have, um, two parents who can look out for her. Like if anything were to happen to him, she would be okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, mine, I, I, I had, I had two, I had two, um, and one of them we'll come back to, but the 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 other one is kind of an evolving piece of the storyline, and we've just talked about it. Harry becoming a dad. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the moment. Okay, Ken <laughs> rejoicing was... and and just glorying right. in the Ken fact was right. that Ken was right. Say that was the best part of the. Yeah, <laughs> I, I kind of figured that that was going to be on the list, and you you let it go. I'm uh. very impressed. You've. You've become such, you've grown as it, a human being, Ken. It, it happens so often that I just, I brush it off now. <laughs> okay. Okay. And then, uh, I lo and then I lost it. And then he lost it. Yeah. For me, that, <laughs> that moment was cool. But what has been more cool are all of the other moments that have been strung together to make a coherent story within the story of Harry trying to figure out and reconcile what he thinks being a dad is all about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If there was if if there was one of those the the culminating moment for me in that entire process was the Christmas Eve story. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I practiced this at home. <laughs> it never fails. It would not be a blue team episode. Oh crap. Um <laughs> the the moment of that entire story when Kringle comes to visit Harry. Yeah. 
was absolutely for for me that was the sweetest most touching moment of that entire process um and it was such a relief um in in a in a storytelling sense because it happens right after all of the rest of the stuff mm-hmm. that we had waded through and and so much so much darkness so much angst so much uh, pain and so much sadness that was connected with uh, peace talks and battleground, but coming out of that and then having a moment that felt a little bit more like like uh, normal life occurring for Harry instead of horrible things occurring for Harry. It was really touching. It for me, it's kind of one of those moments that. I needed in the middle of the year 2020 when it's been a year just feels like there's been so much crap going on this year. And I hear people complaining and they're like, oh, I can't wait for 2020 to be over. And in my mind, I'm like, why do you think 2021 is going to be better? Um, (laughs) Where I look at it and like there's so much garbage because it just feels like really big things that are so oppressive and so hard to deal with. And so I've been trying to look for the positive things Um, and they end up being like the really small things like somebody gifted me a crumble gift card for my favorite cookie store um and you know it's like but it ends up being like the really little things and so when people start getting really complaining i'm like okay but what are some good things going on because bad things are going to happen all the time and if we don't notice the good things too we're gonna get overwhelmed and so for harry to go through everything that he did in peace talks and battleground and he's just imprisoned his own brother and found out that his you know the carrier of his brother's child is his nemesis like very literally um <laughs> literally called nemesis. literally called nemesis uh, <laughs> but to the then nose, have like hey. that moment of christmas eve where he had a couple of those perfect precious moments like those are the th- kind of things that i'm trying really hard to hold on to right now yeah. because there are so many hard things and 2020 has been such a difficult year but there have been really good things too i didn't get married this year i didn't have it like people are like oh i got married i found the love of my life i had a baby you know i got a new house like these are really big cool things i didn't have any of that so i'm looking for the littler things and they're things like those little moments mm-hmm. like the moment you know i told my two-year-old nephew that i had bought cookies just to dip in hot chocolate and he literally looked at me and went what like he was so <laughs> excited he never heard something so amazing in his life and that <sighs> carried me through like a week and a half just so much joy. Like, I just, I love that Harry is getting those kind of moments too, because yeah. he really, really needs them. Yeah. It, it, Jim Butcher's done a wonderful job with that character and moving all of those characters along. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm really, I've been very satisfied with, and, and was thinking that I was going to spend a little bit of time this year going through the short stories, but wound up just devouring the short stories while we were going through the midst of everything. Yep. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not sure I've got anything to read from Dresden for, Quite some time now, unless I'm going to re-go, uh, go back over old ground. Yeah, I don't know how long it's going to take for him to get the next one out. but It's true. I will say, though, I, I think I had made a vow after what reading Battleground that I'm like, I don't think I could go back and read these again. It's going to be too hard. And I have actually gone back and read Stormfront a second time. It was like, oh, oh, you know what? It's actually kind of lovely going back and going to the beginning and seeing these seeing these characters and realizing how far that they've come. So I'm, uh, one of the things I'm looking that I'm, forward to a reread at some point in the future. Yeah, yeah. One of the things that I've been thinking about is um, going back and looking for the hints 
that some of the some of our uh, some of our community and also that Jim Butcher have said mm-hmm. are scattered throughout the other books. Mm-hmm. And uh, while yeah. I haven't gotten the time for that yet, uh, that is something that I've been thinking about doing along the line. It's interesting also when you know the end, when you know how something ends up, you can go back and look and find those moments that you probably didn't appreciate the first time, but you know yeah. to appreciate now. Yeah. The, just the, the tender little moments that aren't big at the moment. And you can go back and go, ah, and, you know, yeah. knowing, knowing what the end is, you can appreciate those a little bit more. Ken, this year, uh, you and I did the expanse. Were there any moments like that for you in the expanse series that you went, Oh man, that was a good payoff. I'm trying to remember. And I, that's not designed to be a slam on James S.A. Corey. It's just, I, maybe it didn't seem as big a thing to me, but I, I remember reading it going, this is, this is good, deep science fiction. Yeah. And just enjoying the ride as it goes. And, and I'm into Babylon's ashes now and, and same thing. It just, it picks up and it gives me a sense of bubble gum, I guess for lack of better. It's just, it's just something that is entertaining, <laughs> but not necessarily something that I'm going to say, this is changing my life. I had two moments that were maybe not life changing, but that I thought were, were really good payoffs. Uh, one of them was bull's death. Oh yeah. And, and that was a, and readers, uh, listeners that were with us during that period of time will probably remember that was, I mean, there, there was a lot that was leading up to that moment. You kind of thought, oh, we're going to get away. We're going to get away from it. Oh, nope. This is going to be, oh, wait, nope. He got away. Nope. Yeah. uh, Yeah. mm." And then when it finally happens, you go, oh, okay. Okay. I'll take that. Um, Heroic in the finest traditions and also, and not not um pointless not given away for you know just because it has to happen right but it made sense within the story the other one was uh amos and murtry oh yes okay yes <laughs> that... okay there's one yes that that was a dynamic that made me go okay i like i like this a lot you know yeah. there was there was the one moment i I'm, I'm trying to remember where it happened uh it seemed like it was and this might have been after this might have been after all of that. But when they were when they were talking about Amos and they said, and Amos said, was he still breathing when we were done? I didn't kill him. <laughs> if I'd have wanted him dead, he'd have been dead. Right. <laughs> um, Everything that Amos does is so matter of fact, and I love it. I am for every bit of it. Amos was a real surprise for me in that series. Really, really kind of expected that that I was going that that he was going to be much more two dimensional. Yeah. And as the series went on, um, and I have not read uh, the churn, haven't read that oh, one read yet. Read the churn. Yeah. Read yeah. It. You and everybody else keep saying read the churn. One <laughs> yep. of these days when I have time, uh, somebody's gonna somebody's gonna give me something at some point in time, and it's gonna say time on it. It's there now. You have time. Go read, <laughs> and that might be entertaining. It is only less than two hundred pages. You could devour that thing in a lunch break. I mean, in a lunch break. Yeah. <laughs> You you must think I eat very long lunches. I just um, think you read very fast. I I have occasionally had to. That's yeah. probably fair. So as we think forward, then we've kind of mentioned some things that we might want to take a look at uh, as we as we look forward. And oh, go let ahead. me say this about the expanse really quick. Yeah, go the ahead. one thing that did impress me the most about it is how feasible it felt. 
a lot of science fiction mm. you read, especially when you look back at stuff that was written in like the 50s or 60s and in the year 1997, we will have flying cars and blah, 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 <laughs> you know, and stuff. It feels very feasible. Yeah. As as science fiction goes. And maybe by the time we get to 2175 or something and we and we're reading it, you know, because we'll all still be alive, mm -hmm. you know, or we get to the year 20, <laughs> whatever. But, you know, the people who read it in the year 2200 or something will go, this is what they expected the future to be. They'll probably laugh at me for saying so because they'll still be listening to the podcast. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, but in <laughs> in 2020, it feels very, very feasible that 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 could be the future. Sure. You know. Sure. They, they do a good job of explaining how this uh, giving giving what plausibility to the technology. Yeah. I yeah. I think technologically, you know, we we uh, most of us remember when Star Trek, the next generation was coming out with pads. Yes. Yeah. And then all of a sudden Apple comes out with the with, iPad, with the iPad. Yeah. And we look at that and we're like, oh, yeah, of course it makes total sense. But. Prior to that, nobody would have thought of having any kind of a computing device without its own keyboard. Yeah. yeah. Star Trek predicts that. And then we see the connection for the technology and we say, oh, yeah, but that's the future leading the past. In, in most of these, in most of the expanse, it feels very much like you can see the way that the dots yeah. get connected based on current technology uh, and, and current uh, scientific understanding. Yeah. They don't wait. The one thing that I loved about it is that they didn't have warp travel. And so we had to, we had to travel at regulars. I loved that part. That was one of my favorite parts of the whole deal. Right. So, and everybody out there who doesn't like that. And even, even reading it felt long. <laughs> it did. It did feel like it was weeks, yeah. months between places. All right. Sorry. I didn't mean to get off on that tangent, but no, it's okay. Um, that's kind of what we're here for today is yeah, one great bit. big blue team's wheel of tangents end of the except there's no wheel and no there's just mcdonald's chicken nuggets our tangent we'll tangents. dig into those later the nuggets of tangents so no what do we think of for next year do you guys i mean megan you mentioned that you've got some books that you'd like us to dig into i have a couple i if we're looking at you know science fictiony books i would really like to read michael Crichton's prey um which is, you know, an organism somebody invents that, like, attacks mankind, kind of a, I don't know. What I got was kind of a sense of an iRobot kind of situation. It's I a very don't know if that is accurate. Uh, but also, <laughs> I really like to talk about the Martian Chronicles with you guys. <gasps> like, that could oh, be a yeah. one-off. Um, I know we've all thrown out John Carter of Mars at some point. I've had that on my Kindle for a really long time. I would like an excuse to read it. We've been talking about that one, right? Um, Done. Done. Excellent. Uh, some not science fiction-y things that I would really like to read. I've also been talking about Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell for forever, which oh. is a historical fiction that with like magic, where like magic was part of our history and some people figure out how to like bring it back up. And of course it causes mayhem. Um, also the His Dark Materials series, oh, the Golden yeah. Compass yeah, and those. I read the Golden Compass early, like earlier this month and I would like to talk about those. So those are some that I was thinking about. Putting those on the list. All All right. Ken, it. what about you? I was thinking that we could get into some of the roots of science fiction stuff like, uh, well, John Carter, for example, which yeah. you and I have been talking about for a while and mm -hmm. Megan is on board with that because yeah. I love it. But also uh, Foundation I know mm -hmm. that uh, yeah, we've little, talked about that. A yeah, few we've times. talked about that a few times. And then we just it kind of gets passed over for, you know, things like 
the Dresden Files and things that are <laughs> topical know, and exciting. O- only, you know, that big deal. Right. Uh, but I wouldn't mind looking at stuff. A Brave New World, for example. I know oh. there's a... I think there's a TV series that's out based on the Brave New uh, Brave New World now, but I'd love to get back into or look into racist old Aldous Huxley and what he thought of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, know. let's not get into eugenics at all, shall yeah, we? Yeah, right? no, so, yeah, okay, uh, okay, but, but stuff like that. But I'd also I'd love to look at uh, the second Red Rising trilogy if it finishes. I would, yeah, I some one-offs like Ready Player Two, yeah. that sort of thing. I also have a couple of ideas for author shelf pieces that we'll talk about. In, behind the scenes and sure i know jim butcher has said he wants to come back on for one so yeah yep. yep so we want to look at that so we want to look at that i um, do want to support the two of you finishing off the dune series which would give me time to finish reading rhythm of war we have also talked to jack butler about coming on for we have to finish off the first dune series we have and with dune coming out supposedly this year as a film um, oh, yeah. I would, I would yeah. kind of think that that might be fun to kind of put a, kind of put an exclamation point or a period when the feeling's not quite as strong. Uh, sorry, <laughs> some just, of you, some of you will get that schoolhouse. We just rock listened with. to schoolhouse rock last night, as a matter of fact. <laughs> um, but I think that, uh, I think that that might be a, a, a nice segue. I, I will be honest. I've all of the previews that I've seen for the new Dune series have left me very. In between, I'm neither okay. I'm neither really really excited nor really really frustrated and angry. I've now seen two different adaptations of Dune, and both of them had things that I liked, and both of them had things that I really 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 didn't. So if this one can pull off some enough of the things that I do like without doing some things that are just stupid, maybe I'll like it. Is it yeah. because they didn't have the technology needed to create the world that you had hoped for? That's or is a great it just question. the way it was realized you were like, meh, that's not how I picture it. Like that just seems weird. No, for me it was so in the in the first one, in the first Dune from movie the 80s. from the eighties, yeah. the uh, the soundtrack was awesome. Hallelujah Toto. Um <laughs> they and the and probably the the selection of actors I was just absolutely thrilled with yes. too much I, too much sting in a metal diaper i think they did well yeah maybe a little <laughs> i think they did a great job of casting that show but they threw in some pieces that didn't that weren't included in the rest of the the weirding way and mm. yeah. weapons made of sound and this is our new army and blah 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 all those kinds of pieces that had absolutely nothing to do with the rest of the series didn't show up weren't part of it yeah and they threw all of those things in as though those were the big pieces please yeah the other one felt a little bit too much like somebody was smoking pot while they were writing the thing it felt a little too a a little too psychedelic a little too like okay dude we're just gonna have a little bit of spice melange in everything we do it just it it, it didn't (laughs) sand will cover you you know i there were some moments where i was just (laughs) <laughs> thanks thanks yeah well there's there's probably a few people out there that are like todd that's 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 not that's not how that's gonna work todd yeah. doesn't know drugs <laughs> um I, but i just i just really thought it was a waste of time um yeah there were some good moments in it in both of those in both those adaptations right. but Let's see what the new one brings. Jason Momoa, okay, you know, um, that's I'm on really board. good casting. I'm, I'm on Love board. Oscar Isaac, okay. Let's let's see yeah. what shows up. I I have an irrational hatred for Timothy Chalamet. 
I just do. Yeah. I don't. There's no reason for there's it. There's something don't like punchable him. about him. It's just, I, I just don't like him. looking at him. I'm kind of like, why is he in that role? Okay, yeah. let's see what happens. And their depiction of the Bene Gesserit and everything. I'm not. I'm not sold. Next year, we'll jury's out. Jury's out. Next year, all of us have. You know, we've all been talking about a couple of one shots, mm-hmm. and there's a one shot that I really really want us to to think about and that is jerry pornell and larry niven's the moat in god's eye it is a it's a it's a science fiction uh it's a science fiction classic it's a standalone but jerry pornell's writing is something that i have absolutely loved and uh in fact i just for christmas i got an anthology of jerry pornell's unpublished work uh that my future son-in-law found for me and he actually he said he could find it brand new but he found me a used one because he thought i'd appreciate it more he's right you Aww. would you would. Uh, i did i That's did nice. and i've i've already started kind of reading through it when i've got so much other reading to do it's been a little bit of a challenge um i don't know i john carter warlord of mars i absolutely think we need to we need to tackle that that is that is probably a it, it's a large series obviously it's finished but it Obviously. is because, because you know, how long has Edgar Rice Burroughs been dead? Yeah. Uh, but the other thing about it that's really interesting is that it has spawned so much other stuff. A really bad Disney adaptation, a really good series of comic books, some really questionable series of comic books. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that it's that has come around after John Carter. And so... Sure. I think having some fun exploring that. I'm not sure that that's going to be really intellectually stimulating for any of us, but I think it'll be a rip-roaring level one read. You know what? After 2020, (laughs) I I just want something that is fun. It's true. I felt a lot of emotions this year. It'd be nice just to feel joy. I I guarantee you, I will find a couple of level three stuff along the way, level three things to talk about, but that series, yeah, no, that's it. That's a level one. That's that's a popcorn series if ever there was one built. Yeah. And of course, we'll be collaborating with Red Team to finish Rhythm of War. Absolutely. So. And whatever else comes along that that feels like it fits, I'm sure we're going to find different places to go. Um, I think we've kind of, I mean, the only thing left now is just to eat some chicken nuggets, I think. Maybe that's, we, I, I like that idea. Maybe we should just do that and we'll we'll let everybody else go now. Thanks everybody for being with us this year, and next year, year. we'll uh, we'll 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 talk here and we'll decide what we are starting with. We'll publish that along with the drop on this uh, episode, and we'll see y'all in 2021.